Friday Sports Huddle with snowballeffect.co.nz. High growth investing made simple. who probably were a little below their best at that stage that when it got harder and harder thought the easiest option was to look for the easiest option. All together now! So I stay for another two years. And not only me. No, all my coaches as well. All right, on the Sports Huddle with us this evening, Phil Gifford, sports commentator, Jason Pine, host of Weekend Sport tomorrow from 12 o'clock. Hi, you two. Kia ora, guys. Hello there. All right, so we had the um, the old drubbing. I mean, a drubbing is a kind word for what happened to the Warriors. Phil, can you imagine the coach chat after that? I can't imagine anything much, to be honest about it. The poor sod, Nathan Brown. I mean, and particularly because if you're a coach and your team is in the game in the first half against one of the crack teams in the NRL, and then, for some reason, a different group comes out for the second half and just says, no, nah, I don't really want to be here. I'll play this game. I don't want to make tackles. I don't want to hold on to passes. It was, I mean, it was. It was just uh, just a dreadful, dreadful display. Perhaps, and uh, God, I sound like Mark Hosking now, one of those warrior freaks, but perhaps, perhaps, <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad that it couldn't happen two weeks in a row, and that's about as optimistic as I can get about the coming weekend. No, I mean, the, the excuses being made for the Warriors, Piney, is that they had Dallin Watene, uh, Watene Zelezniak getting knocked out cold, right? And that, that, that just threw the entire team. And I have some sympathy for that, but then again, I think, well, these guys are professional sports players. That doesn't happen all the time, but it's not that unusual. So shouldn't they have pulled themselves out of that and got on with it? Absolutely, they should have. Yeah, I can understand why you'd be thrown by something like that, a serious injury to a teammate, but that still doesn't explain why when he went off with 30 minutes to go, they then, off the back of that, considered another, what, 36, 46, no, 46 points in the final 30 minutes. It can't just be because they were all shaken up by their teammate being knocked out. Uh, I think Nathan Brown, we heard a little clip there, it's just, just guys just didn't want to be out there. You're just, you're just aching for that whistle to go. Thankfully for the Warriors, they're playing the Canberra Raiders this weekend, who, with a proud history, sure, haven't had a great season either. They've lost their last four games, and um, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of possibility, and Warriors fans will tell you this, for them to turn around <laughs> and beat the Raiders tomorrow afternoon and get back on the horse. No, because that's the thing, isn't it, Phil? I mean, actually, they have a record of bouncing back from really bad drubbings and then, and then you know, coming out the next week and not playing too badly at all. Yeah, they do. I mean, look, the human being, so they would have been humiliated and embarrassed by what happened. What happened? You look at the scoreboard and it's 70 points. What are 70 points to 10? And you go, my God, and I'm in the team that got 10. That's not so flash. Mm. So, yeah, there, there is a possibility, exactly as Piney says, that they might decide that they are actually going to give their heart and soul to it. And if they do against a team like the Raiders, they could even be ahead at halftime. And who knows what will happen mentally then in the last 40. Um, Piney, look, by no means was everybody just kind of giving up on the field. I mean, there's a guy playing with a ruptured testicle, right, which is incredible. Is that the worst? Honestly, on a scale of injuries, is this the worst one you've ever heard about? Well, it sounds like the worst one, doesn't it? There's nothing about that injury or even that phrase that sounds any fun at all. And Chanel Harris-Tavita, to not only suffer that injury, but then, as you say, to play on for 45 minutes Afterwards, The only one I can think of, Phil, and you might have some more uh, inside knowledge on this, is what happened to Buck Shelford back in 1986 in France. And not. Buck Shelford got kicked in the groin. I'll use that polite phrase. And when he came back in the changing shed, and I, I know this from a guy called Mark Brook Cowden, who's a mate who was, uh, I think, in the squad in that game, 
made the bad mistake of checking what the doctor was doing to Buck. He was sewing his testicle back into his scrotum. I mean, probably, probably to be fair, Phil, Buck takes the cake, right? He takes the, the, the award there. That's worse, isn't it? I think so. Like and you've got bits falling out. Sorry, exactly, mate. The other thing that Mark Brooke had has always been kind of amusing is that Buck was staring into the distance as sort of something vaguely interesting on the other side of the dressing shed, you know? And Mike Brookhaven had to go and lie down in the shower because he felt faint. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so. To be fair, it is always so much worse to imagine it than to actually experience it. Anyway, we'll take a break oh, with you God. two. Phil Gifford and Jason Pye in our huddle this evening. It's 14 away from six. 11 away from six. You're back with the sports huddle, Phil Gifford and, and Jason Pine. Piney, um, Tyson Fury confirming his retirement. Do you actually believe that this is the end of it for him? Well, I don't know whether any boxing retirement can ever be totally believed uh, because there have been so many comebacks and so many people have gone back on a retirement promise. I did read his words, and and to be honest with you, what does he have to achieve? You know, he's got a squillion dollars. He's got every, you know, he's, he's unbeaten. He's got every belt going around. I guess he could unify the belts if I've got that right. That would be the only thing to have him hanging around. But he said he wants to be a husband, a father, a, a brother, a son. He wants to be the, the family man now. Wouldn't you just walk away from it? What is there to be gained from staying? Well, would you, Phil, because you're in your prime, and as Piney just said, you, you haven't fought all the fights that you could fight. You haven't unified all the belts, and you could make so much more money if you wanted to. Look, I don't, I don't know that it's even the money here. That, sorry, my feeling, very briefly, is that I believe that we have not seen the end of Tyson Fury because, oh. you know, you know, heavyweight boxers retiring, my God, it's like grains of salt. There's just so many around the place sort of thing. But what I do think is that it, it's, the, it's the adrenaline buzz, it's the, what the smell of the grease paint, the roar of the crowd, that sort of thing. Because there's been so few, I can think in the, in the relatively modern day, in this century, I can think of Lennox Lewis who quit and left he was a very different sort of person to most other boxers. Before that, I reckon you've got to go back to a guy called Marciano. And God, that was in the 1950s, for God's sake. So mm. Tyson Fury, who loves the limelight, let's be honest, man, he really wants to be a rock star if he wasn't a boxer. <laughs> I find it very hard to imagine that Tyson Fury can't, wouldn't be tempted back into the game at some stage in the not crazily distant future. Piney, bit of chat this week about whether super rugby players should be personally fined for poor discipline in the hope that this would knock it on its head. What do you think? Yeah, I saw that from, uh, was it from uh, JK and, and uh, Jeff mm. Wilson, two guys, you know, highly respected. Um, I don't know, really. I mean, is that the right thing to do, to to, to make guys be personally liable? I mean, if a, if a guy's going to make a high tackle in the heat of the moment, is he going to really pull out of that tackle or, um, or change his technique because he knows that it's going to hit him personally in the wallet I would imagine that the professionalism and the and the you know the dignity that a rugby player carries himself with would be enough to get your tackle technique right none of these guys want to put in high shots you know um, you know they're, they're professional players I'm not sure that saying you know what if you get a red card you pay I don't know 150 bucks or whatever it is I don't know that it's the right approach really yeah, because, I mean, it is definitely predicated, isn't it, Phil, on the, the assumption. You're, you're basically assuming that they intend to have sloppy discipline, and this is the only way to stop it. Yeah, look, they've tried a whole bunch of ways to stop it, and they don't seem to have really worked. I mean, ages ago, I remember talking with an All Black just after the game had turned professional, and this was a guy, I won't name him because that would be very unfair, but this was a guy that was kind of famous. He was sort of the equaliser. He was the person that if somebody had to get a bit of a sly punch because they'd been naughty boys in the line-out. He was the guy that did it for the All Blacks. And this guy said to me, I don't know with this professional thing, mate, he said, I hate the thought of it because I think we're going to get fined. I'm not going to smack some guy if I'm going to get fined. And I feel that, put pride and all those sort of things aside, 
I think that in the end, if you're a professional athlete, the thing that hurts as much as anything is, and I think the fines have to be large. I'm actually with Jeff Wilson and Jay Carr on this. They've tried a whole bunch of things. I think certainly they, they should trial it for at least a year and see mm. what happens because my feeling would be the first time some really big-name uh, international rugby player was fined a substantial amount, like 30000 bucks, let's say. I have wow. a feeling that we might see the game clean up very, very fast. Jeez, th- was anybody talking about 30000 bucks, Piney, or is that just, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, Scott Barrett will have to sell his house. it's great to chat to the fair of you Phil Gifford our sports commentator and Jason Pine who's the host of Weekend Sport which is tomorrow from midday seven away from six